0: If you'd love to support Michelle and I, you can over on ko It's four pounds slash six bucks, and you can become part of the VIP raw community. We have a private Facebook group, and we also have a monthly Zoom call. So, if you'd love to, we'll leave the link in the show notes.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. My name is Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And you've joined us for our episode three of our summer series. I'm really enjoying doing the summer series so far, Rach. We hope you're enjoying them too,
0: raw Community. Today's episode, we have a fashion special and we're going to be talking about Who styles the royals? And this is a question you, Royal Community, have asked us to cover.
1: Yeah, so back in episode 113, we had a wonderful royal style episode with Rebecca Victoria. And we had so many questions about fashion. And we did say at the end of that episode, didn't we, Rach? We were like, we need to do a second part to this because there's just so many questions. And one of the main questions was about stylists and the royal fashion. So, we thought we'd go a bit more into depth today with who styles the royals. So, why don't we start off, Rach? Which members of the royal family have stylists?
0: So, let's start off with the Princess of Wales. Catherine has a stylist named Natasha Archer, who has been Catherine's stylist since 2014. Now, Royal Community, You may recognise this name because she is married to our favourite royal photographer, Chris Jackson. And in 2017, when she got married, she wore a dress that was very similar to Catherine's wedding dress. She's been
1: her stylist for a while, hasn't she? And I will say this, Rach, I did see a very stark difference when Natasha started working with Catherine with her style.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, in 2014, there were rumours that the Queen had requested that Catherine look more regal on her tour of Australia and New Zealand. And there was a difference in her style choices. Hemlines were longer, and she looked more formal and polished overall, didn't she? She did. And this was in part thanks to Natasha. She actually started working as a PA at Kensington Palace, but in the lead up to the tour, was asked to take on dresser duties. And we actually saw her carrying garment bags getting off the plane in New Zealand with Catherine's hairstylist, Amanda Cook Tucker. And
1: Royal Community, you may know this, Natasha was the first non-royal to visit the Lindo Wing after Prince George was born to get Catherine ready for her photo call. And you would have seen her in a pap shot carrying a garment bag and a baby seat. So this is such a prominent position in the household, isn't it? Oh, definitely. And because
0: style is such an important factor of being a royal these days, especially with the social media presence, that Someone like Catherine has. She really is such a big power
1: player in the fashion and style world, isn't she? She is. And also Natasha was given the Royal Victorian Order by Prince William in 2019. So a little fun fact for you there. Let's move on then, Rach. Now we know Queen Elizabeth II was famous for her fashion. Who was her stylist? So her stylist was Angela Kelly,
0: and we've spoken about her many times on the podcast. But did you know, Royal Community, that she started out her career as a housekeeper at the residence of Sir Christopher Malaby, the British ambassador to Germany. And she met the Queen when she and Prince Philip visited the ambassador in 1992. And it was then the Queen offered Angela a position as her dresser when she shared an interest to return back to the UK and she eventually joined Buckingham Palace staff as the Queen's dresser in
1: 1993. I love this story in The Other Side of the Coin. I thought it was so touching and a little insight into Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip because she'd asked oh who is going to be visiting next and Angela Kelly said to her I'm sorry I'm not at liberty to divulge that information and the Queen knew at that point. That was kind of like her first little interview You know, could I trust her and from that point on they they got on didn't they yeah because prince philip said what you can't even say to the queen (laughs) to the queen (laughs) exactly
0: (laughs) so in 2001 angela's title was personal assistant advisor and curator to her majesty the queen jewelry insignias and wardrobe and this relationship
1: lasted for over 25 years Obviously, until the passing of Queen Elizabeth in September last year. That's a long time to be with Queen Elizabeth II and to work that closely with her as well. I think you even mentioned on a few podcasts as well, Rach, that she was in Queen Elizabeth II's COVID bubble, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. She was in the COVID
0: bubble along with some other staff members. And this is what I loved about the other side of the coin is Angela Kelly wasn't giving you stories. She wasn't giving you any gossip. And this book, because she has released um, a few books in the past, but actually had the blessing of Her Majesty the Queen. So it really goes to show the special relationship that they had together. Absolutely. Rach, other members of the royal family, do they have stylists? So let's talk about Zara. She has a stylist called Annie Meal, And fun fact royal community, you can actually follow her over on Instagram because she has an Instagram account. She's worked with Zara for many years and she supports British and Australian designers because Zara and Mike and their children spend a lot of time over in Australia and they work over there a lot, don't they? They do. What I love about following Annie is that she posts a lot of Zara's outfits over on her Instagram stories. If you want to know what's coming from Zara follow her account. And we've said before, haven't we, Shell, the last few years, Zara's really had this style emergence. We've seen bright colours from her. She was probably one
1: of our standouts from the Platinum Jubilee, wasn't she? 100%. Everything was a fashion moment for Zara during that time. And she hasn't stopped since. I think everything that she's worn, I've really enjoyed seeing her style evolution and kind of just bringing her personality through. The funniest thing was one of her big style moments was when she met Mike Tindall when he was on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And she had those shorts on. I was like, oh my gosh, look, there's a princess with shorts on. You know? (laughs) From that point, I think most other eyes were on her. Okay, what about the York sisters, Rach? So let's talk about Princess Beatrice. She is styled by
0: Olivia Buckingham. And the same as Annie, she also has an Instagram account where she regularly posts Beatrice's outfits. Now, Beatrice has stepped up her fashion game recently we've spoken about this on the podcast quite a few times Olivia dresses celebrities. she's a stylist for the rapper Eve do you remember Eve oh, yes do I remember Eve she was with Gwen Stefani of course I remember yes. Eve she's also a creative consultant and has been a Vogue Hong Kong contributor for over 10 years oh nice So what we see with Beatrice, she has created a more sophisticated and elegant look, whether it be for the Jordan Royal Family wedding, which was such a talking point. And more recently, her floral Monique Lulier dress that she wore for Royal Ascot this year. Which you loved, didn't you? I loved it. And a lot of people, including the fashion press, picked up on this look, didn't they?
1: Yeah, and it's very unusual for them to pick up on Princess Beatrice over other members of the Royal Family that were there that day. So that tells you everything, really, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. And I think it is definitely since working with a stylist, Beatrice has had a lot of slack in the past, hasn't she? Yeah. For what she's worn. Same mm-hmm. with Eugenie. Now, royal community, we don't know if Eugenie works with a stylist. I'm guessing for the big events like what, when we saw her at the Platinum Jubilee, when we saw her at the Coronation, she probably did have people or a person that helped her create those looks. But unfortunately, we don't know. And
1: other members of the royal family, like the Princess Royal, like the Duchess of Edinburgh, like the Duke of Edinburgh, and the King and the Queen, we're not quite sure, actually, about their stylist. We assume they would possibly have help. Maybe Princess Royal's like, nope, I know what I want to (laughs) do. You know, she's very traditional and practical in her choices. Um, But also, Rach, we've seen a real good style evolution from Sophie over this last year. Definitely. Again, we don't know who styles her, But I think she
0: really steps out on her own when she's at those bigger occasions, like Royal Ascot, like the church services. Her looks are very streamlined Mm. and they're very
1: tailored and they fit her very well. Her coronation gown was a real standout, wasn't it? Sophie's dress at the Queen's funeral. There was so much
0: symbolism to that. And that was created by Susanna London, who also created her coronation outfit. Yeah. So I think she does work Not necessarily with a stylist, but she has certain dress designers that she goes to. The same as Queen Camilla. Queen Camilla works a lot with Bruce Oldfield, who created her coronation gown, which was absolutely spectacular. The attention to detail was absolutely beautiful.
1: So, Rach, this is the one thing for me that I have to get my head around because you've got celebrity stylists and then you've got royal stylists. So let's talk a little bit about the differences between the two of those the role of the stylist is different to royal dressing
0: of the past when there would be a court dresser who supplied the majority of the garments nowadays the royals mix high end with low making the pieces they wear more accessible to us the general public
1: I mean you would never have bought those Zara earrings hadn't <laughs> Catherine wore them no yeah. and they're going
0: to make a debut when I go on holidays so...
1: uh, can you take a picture and send it I totally <laughs> want to see you wearing them
0: I, I will try and get a good photo of me wearing the earrings I will but that's exactly <laughs> the effect that a lot of the royals has specifically Catherine mm. is that when she wears a piece from Zara it's so accessible that it
1: sells out so quickly it does and remember royal community every single event they go to an engagement a royal tour is going to be photographed mm-hmm. there are a lot of things to think about as a royal stylist For instance, the symbolism, things that they wear, you know, when you go to Canada, they're thinking about the maple leaf, they're thinking about the colour of the flag, they're thinking about what might be appropriate if they go into certain communities and how they could represent those communities with what they're wearing. It's a sign of respect as well, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and also... Other duties that the stylist has, they really act on more of a personal assistant level. Yeah. So then responsible for packing the clothes for the tours, calling in clothes from designers. You know, we've seen Catherine wear so many outfits. It might be that they're one of a kind pieces that we only see once and that's it. And also we see them traveling on the Royal Tours. And we've seen Natasha Archer, for example, on a lot of Royal Tours over the years. And I think that's just a testament to how closely that the style team works, especially Amanda Cook Tucker as Catherine's hairstylist, because it's a way of not only representing your country, the UK, but you're representing the country that you're going to as well. And not just that, they have to look at the materials that they're wearing. Are they going to step off of the plane and it's going to be really windy? You know, they need like a weighted skirt. You've heard before that the Queen actually used to wear weights in her skirts and dresses, didn't she, to hold the hems down. And I think this is what's important is we've said it time and time again, the royals can't really speak out, but they actually let their outfits do the talking for them.
1: Yeah. And also as well, they go to so many different countries and The different weather conditions, you know, are they going to be cold? And also, are they going to be comfortable? We've seen a few undergarments of the royals, like with little slip ons for their shoes and grips on the bottom of their tights and all those things that a stylist would have to think about and provide for the royal. Uh, Another thing I would say that's different between a celebrity stylist and a royal stylist is a royal stylist is more of an in house person. They work with one person. A celebrity stylist probably has a few people on their books and they probably come to them or they may potentially go out and do a world tour or something with a celebrity. But do you see what I mean? It's a very all-encompassing job. They're responsible for the maintenance, the upkeep, the storage of the outfits. And remember, and some of these Outfits have historical importance, so they need to be preserved in a way and looked after. And that's another extra bit that maybe a celebrity stylist isn't really privy to, you know? And another thing we have to think about is when you take a picture, sometimes certain materials can become transparent with the flash. So they also have to think about is the royal's modesty being upheld in all different ways. And plus, this outfit needs to look good in every single angle. So it's not just one of those things where they're on the red carpet and they're just having their photo taken from the front. It needs to be a 360-degree like showstopping moment. It's such a fine balancing act. And
0: what's really interesting is the difference between royal style and celebrity style is We've heard before that there's certain rules, isn't there, about how a royal should dress. And I think that's probably changed over the years as we've come into this social media climate as such. Us as royal fans, we're not looking at someone like Kim Kardashian, for example, It's really sexy and it's really outfit there and you probably wouldn't wear it. But with a royal, the way they dress, nine times out of ten, you probably would wear something very similar or replicate, you know, and mm. I'm saying replicate as in, replicates what they're going to be wearing because you want to look
1: how they look. Rachel, we want to chat now about the funding for the clothes. How is the Royal Clothing Budget funded?
0: It's generally funded through the Duchy of Cornwall and Lancaster. Prince Charles at the time gave an allowance each year to William and Harry. Obviously, Harry doesn't have that anymore and royal outfits would come out of this money all the other working royals get paid through the Lancaster Duchy or use their own private money. So, for instance, Beatrice isn't a working royal, so she would use her own private money to employ someone like Olivia Buckingham. But with Catherine, for example, Natasha Rarcher, her stylist, so she would now get paid through the Duchy of Cornwall because now the Prince and Princess of Wales, obviously Mr Moneybags, (laughs) (laughs) Prince William (laughs) has the money, (laughs) when you're going on a royal tour as we've spoken about, you're there to represent your country and also local designers as well. So there is a certain amount of money that has to get spent because they're getting photographed every single day. Images of them are on the front pages of magazines, of newspapers. They want the fashion shot. That's what you're looking at. It's Sometimes it's not
1: even about the work. It's, oh, what's Catherine wearing? <laughs> Which is something that we brought up the other day about why she had so many spotty dresses it was like she's got this this there's a very similar dress the polka dot dress like why have she got so many polka dot dresses that's what we were bringing up that money is there but why would you spend it on another dress if you have a very similar dress in your wardrobe if you want to listen to that episode i'll pop it in the show notes for you let's move
0: on shell question and that comes up quite a lot is is it true the royals can't accept freebies
1: Ooh, now this is a bit of a yes and a no answer because I looked on the Royal... Family website i wanted to get some official data and this is what it says under the gift policy it says the fundamental principle governing the acceptance of gifts by members of the royal family is that no gifts including hospitality or services should be accepted which would or might appear to be place the member of the royal family under any obligation to the donor In this regard, before accepting any gifts, careful consideration should always be given, wherever practicably, to the donor the reason for and the occasion of the gift and the nature of the gift itself. Equally, before declining the offer of a gift, careful consideration should be given to any offence that might be caused by such action. In all cases, and particularly an official overseas trip, organisation and individuals should be discouraged from offering extravagant gifts. You know, for example, like gifts of super high value. Whilst always remaining sensitive to local custom, households should explore alternative gestures of goodwill during preliminary discussions about engagements. Now, we've also had a bit of a rumour that companies actually send clothes to the royals and then they wear them as like samples so then i read a little bit from that gift policy about gifts from businesses and this is what it says gifts offered by commercial enterprises in the uk should normally be declined unless they are offered as a souvenir of an official visit to the enterprises premises to mark a royal marriage or another special personal occasion When gifts are accepted, the consent of the member of the royal family should be contingent upon the enterprise undertaking not to exploit the gift for commercial purposes. And here's where it gets interesting. Gifts, including samples, should always be returned unless it's not justifiable to do so on the grounds of cost. If such gifts are not returned, they should be treated as official gifts. So that's kind of an open-ended way to say, yes, they can accept gifts only on certain occasions. So if a fashion house sent, for instance, Catherine a gown to wear, then that would actually sound like more of a commercial purpose to send that gift. Or if, for instance, a stylist contacted the designer and said, look, we're looking to purchase this, outfit could you customize it for x y and z and we'll have a look and if we want to buy it we can buy it that might be a different thing so you can see that there's a real fine line as to what is allowed and what's not but this gift policy actually only pertains to the working members of the royal family the members of the family that are not working members they can actually accept gifts and they can accept gifts for commercial purposes we get this all the time because a lot of people say, oh, all these clothes, they would have loads of people sending stuff to them. They probably do, but they can't accept any of it. Yeah. I mean, we'd love it, wouldn't we? We got set loads of free clothes and we'd be like, <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> yeah. But that is the role of a celebrity, isn't it? That is the role of an influencer, not the role yeah. of the royals. Exactly. If they was a celebrity or an influencer, of course, they're then getting paid
0: to advertise a certain designer, for example. But the whole point of someone, I know I keep bringing up Catherine, but I'm saying her because she is the most prominent fashion member of the royal family. When she wears something, for instance, by a designer like Jenny Packham, that's been purchased for her. That's been altered to her. It's bespoke, isn't it? It's bespoke. It's custom made for her. A lot of the designs are changed just for her. And you won't see that design again, but you'll see something very similar, but it's not the exact design specification that the designer would have originally created, but it's something made especially for her. And again, that's what we don't really see with celebrity style. We see, and this is a very um, American term, off the rack. Yeah. And so you get that obviously with high street pieces, what we see the royals wearing. A lot of the times they are tailored and especially Catherine, if you see her in a Zara dress, for example, That's going to be tailored specifically
1: for her. Well, another question we get asked a lot is, must the royals only wear UK designers? And we kind of briefly talked about that, but kind of give us the overview of the answer to that question, Rach. They're not made
0: to just wear British designers, but it is a given that when they're wearing a British designer, they contribute to the fashion industry. As we've said, pieces worn will usually sell out once they've Mm. worn them. However, they also tend to choose designers from the countries that they are visiting too. In 2016, on a visit to Canada, Catherine wore a coat by Canadian designer Sentala, And this style is still one of the designer's bestsellers due to what we now know as the Kate effect. Yeah. Yeah. And in 2019, on a visit to Pakistan, Catherine wore two shower kameez, which is a pair of trousers and a dupatta, which is a tunic by local designer Maheen Khan. Fun fact about Maheen Khan, she actually worked with Catherine Walker, who Ah. is one of Catherine's go-to designers and was one of Diana's go-to designers as well.
1: That's a full circle moment right there, isn't it? Exactly,
0: exactly. So Shell, do you think
1: that the Royals follow trends? I'm going to say no. They never follow trends, but they're always in style. Now, the reason why is because they need to look timeless in photos because people are going to see these in 100 years' time. And when you look at it, you don't want to be like, oh, that is a 70s bell-bottom trouser. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) They need to have a very elegant and timeless look, uh, but they also need to be relatable and regal but not attention grabbing. It baffles me the amount of diplomacy that is taken just to dress a
0: royal. And I think this is why the role of the stylist is so important, because like we spoke about at the beginning of the episode, they have to think about all those factors combined. Yeah. And that's just to create one outfit, one look that we may only see them in for a few hours. But from that one shot, that image will go around the
1: world, won't it? And that is also added onto the fact that each engagement isn't just one outfit. Sometimes there's two to five choices for the royal to choose for that day, for that engagement, and also a backup just in case something happens. Now, I wanted to bring up the king here, Rach, because to do a trends, the king's never follows a trend, ever. Now, in the 90s, he continued to wear a double-breasted suit jacket, even though the style changed to single-breasted, and a lot of people were really ribbing him for this, but he stayed strong, and I had to laugh so much when I was doing some research, because... It said here, at a launch party for London's Men's Fashion Week at St. James's Palace in 2012, the King said, I have lurched from being the best-dressed man to being the worst-dressed man. Meanwhile, I've gone on like a stopped clock and my time comes around every 25 years.
0: (laughs) I love that. And I actually remember a few years ago, Edward Ennefield, who was the British Vogue editor, actually said Prince Charles was one of the most fashionable men of the 21st century. And I truly believe that. We've seen the king over the years. Like you said, But he recycles clothes, doesn't he? And his style is timeless because it comes back around. And that's exactly what he's saying. You know, he might not be fashionable 20 years ago, but that style all of a sudden becomes fashionable again. And then he's really prominent again. I mean, the man's in his 70s. And he just looks so sharp and we've seen his suit up close the tailoring is impeccable mm. and you can tell why he doesn't need to buy clothes very often
1: because these pieces are made to last and it's quality over quantity when i was kind of looking into royal fashion today i know we talk a lot about the females of the family but i actually wanted to mention the king for that specific reason he's known for these detailed tailored suits from you know pocket squares to ornate buttons these amazingly beautiful crafted ties which for me In person are just spectacular, but he does really buy these investment pieces. We mentioned a stop clock. A stop clock is right twice a day, and I think that's what he's saying. Like, who cares? That's what I like. I also think the king is the king of stealth wealth dressing. Have you heard of this concept, Rach? I have.
0: I have. Now, this is quite a new thing, isn't it? That's come around Mm. in the last few months.
1: Yeah, quiet luxury, stealth wealth. So labels are a massive no-no for royal fashion. You'll never see like Dolce & Gabbana or something on any of the royals as a label on their actual clothing. But all the items of clothing that they buy are mega expensive. This is called stealth wealth dressing when they could be wearing a plain jumper, but it costs £700. (laughs) So people who have money or are in the know... They get to wear that luxury, but they don't become mannequins for labels. I want to just say about the king and where he gets his clothes from. So he gets his suits from Anderson and Shepherd, Jeeves and Hawks, Eden Ravenscrofts and Benson and Clegg. Shoes are from Trickers, Crockett's, and Jones and Loeb. His shirts are handmade by Turnbull and Asser and his country attire is by Burberry and Barber. He gets his knitwear from Johnston's of Elgin. And lock and co hatters of St. James for his headwear. And all of these have the royal warrant. All of these are impeccable, bespoke places to go to get your clothing. And I have to say, Rach, have you seen King Charles wearing that safari jacket? Oh, it's like my God. Are you safari jacket that's what I mean like he's so stylish he's
0: so stylish it's one of my favourite looks on him and he looked rather dashing in it
1: yeah absolutely I will put the article with all of the pictures in the show notes so if you want to have a look I don't care about this stop clock thing I (laughs) think he's stylish 100% of the time yeah and what's great about
0: his style is he's quintessentially British yeah we need to be speaking about the men's fashion more, particularly the King's. I mean, William kind of wears the same thing over and over.
1: Yeah, same colours. He knows what looks good on him and he just repeats it.
0: Yeah, and he lets Catherine have her moment with the fashion stakes because he knows that's what the people
1: want from her, right? Which I think, to be honest, makes them a real power couple that he's able to step back even though he has a more prominent position within the family. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. Remember, Royal Community... Fashion is always about creating that illusion, creating that stature, creating status. And it's interesting how fashion changes over the years. But actually, royal fashion seems to always be in style, doesn't it? Oh, always. And I think in
0: 50 years' time, we'll look back at certain outfits that royals have worn and people will still be wearing similar outfits. Fashions come and go, but it's the classic looks, the timeless looks, that stay the test of time. And that's what royal fashion
1: is all about. Thank you so much for listening to our third in the series of our summer special we've got our last episode coming up for you next week which is one year on from queen elizabeth ii yes royal community we can't believe it's been a year already it's flown by so tune in to listen to that episode next week if you would love to come over to instagram you can keep it up with the Windsors pod and also you can email us keep it up with the winds pod at gmail.com Don't forget you can also follow us over on YouTube, Keeping Up The
0: Windsors. And if you'd like to become part of the VIP Royal community, you can over on Ko-fi. It's £4 or 6 bucks, and we have an exclusive Facebook group and you'll also
1: get a monthly Zoom call with Michelle and I each month we would love it if you would spread the word about the podcast and let anybody else know who loves the royals just as much as we do that we exist send them the podcast and share in your love of the royals with everyone thank you so much for being here we will see you next week on keeping Keeping up up with the Windsors.